I'm William E. Davis. I play the cigarette smoking man, and you're listening to Intro to X. to X, this podcast is out there, over the rainbow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> Joining me is my little storm cloud, Tammy, and I'm my little, little rain hailstone, Brad. Oh, is he a heart-shaped hailstone? Yes, awesome. a heart-shaped hailstone. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us today. It is... The rainbow in all of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yay. Hey, I feel I should do some impressions from Rainbow, like George. George, <laughs> Zippy, for the, uh, oh, oh, George uh, is the greatest gay character ever. <laughs> yes, and he talks like this. He does. He's a pink Aww. hippo. And also, yes. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Praise be. Oh, oh I'm yes. sorry. I, 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 for, I forgot I was me. I <laughs> He's on Jesus Day. Oh, it's, it's that one, isn't it? <laughs> Gross. Have fun at work tonight, Brad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, he has risen like, like a fine, like a fine souffle. He has risen. <laughs> he was just souffle full of Jesus. yeast. He was. <laughs> he was just full of yeast in a hot cave. <laughs> exactly. Solved. Whoa, gross. Okay, uh, Claire, what were your predictions for this week's episode of The Rain King? Okay, so the menu was a man standing in the rain doing the Buddy Christ pose. So <laughs> I said that um, he was a local celebrity, but he was a shyster and was um, uh, like kind of getting money for controlling the weather. So I was actually right. So like what? in the Quantum Leap no, episode. Yeah. So, yeah, I was actually right for it, so I was very impressed with myself. I am very impressed with you as well, Claire. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tony. You impress me every day. <laughs> Ooh. Brad, <laughs> what was on TV? Uh, guys, uh, this week, uh, you know, Buffy, we still got no Buffy. Uh, but uh, there's a little show. It's <laughs> called The Pretender. <laughs> it is about a guy that is so super smart He's able to pretend to have other jobs. No exaggeration whatsoever. Um, is, there, is, there, is there a podcast about this? I, I believe there theoretically uh, might be one. Uh, <laughs> and only one. Um, uh, but this week's episode was Mr. Lee. The center uses a blind Chinese man <laughs> who claims he can predict Jared's next move by speaking to seven people who have come into contact with him. What? That's Mr. Lee. Okay. <laughs> wow. Cool. So, uh, my memory this week is, um, once I saw Victoria Jackson was part of this episode. Victoria Jackson! <laughs> All I kept thinking about was Brad <laughs> going around the house talking about camping buddies. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned this, Tammy, uh, because now we can get this out of the way. Guys, listen. 
there is a movie that was just released. Um, you can purchase it over the internet and only that way. Um, it's called Campin' Buddies, and it's filled with people you probably thought were dead. Victoria Jackson, <laughs> some guy that was on Green Acres it's and is the last. It's the Air Buddies, right, Brad? It's it... one of the Air Buddies. No, 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 no. Those feature dogs. These feature actors that you thought were dead. <laughs> Um, the last surviving member of the cast of Green Acres, um, Ray Stevens, and Victoria Jackson as seven characters, all of which seem to be really messed up and slurring. So, um, if you like conservative assholes um, making comedy family films, this is one that you might consider possibly watching. Oh my god. I w- I went on a mild um, Victoria Jackson journey of discovery when uh, researching this episode because <laughs> wow. you know she's not very well known over here, so I hadn't I hadn't heard of many of oh, the things wow. okay. that she said. I've heard of some of them now. I won't repeat many of them for fear of like triggering some of our more sensitive audience members and also <laughs> other things. Like what was? Hang on a second. I I was going to get to this in the cast bit, but um. I got a section where she called Obama like an Islamic jihadist. Yeah. Supporting the as yeah, Islamic jihadist supporting the Islamic state. And her reasoning behind this was his support for legal abortion and same-sex marriage because we know how high up those are on the IS agenda. Yeah. <laughs> that is pure nonsense. Guys, yeah. if you haven't uh, been aware of Victoria Jackson's uh ramblings in the past, I don't know, Five years, five or ten years, maybe. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, around there. Five to ten, um, yeah. like she, she all is... of a sudden like went off on crazy train after SNL. Honestly, like it's to the point where like she's so crazy. I kind of feel it she's makes me scary. It's I feel like there's something really wrong. Like there's like a Lark Voorhees situation. Like I feel like there's actually seriously like mental issues. There might be. Um, so but she's insane. Um. Yeah. And until we know that there's real mental issues and she's not just, like, a jerk, um, feel free to make fun of her. Because she's crazy. I will. But she's not just a jerk. (laughs) Good reasoning, bro. Good reasoning. (laughs) All right, that brings us to our 60-second summary. I just have to say, Victoria Jackson always reminds me of her whenever I see her it reminds me of her being Lucy from Twin Peaks in the SNL Twin Peaks sketch yes yeah because well, she's, she's she, so Lucy she's very she's very Kimmy Robertson in this yeah yes. definitely and Holman Hart looks like David Schwimmer in kind of age makeup <laughs> <laughs> nice but anyway guys there's no there's no avoiding it any longer um, all of our names are on a list and I am going to click the randomizer and click, 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 click. No, it's me. Yay! <laughs> oh, Brad. Powers work. This <laughs> is, uh... <laughs> time. This would be the worst week to, uh, you know, not come in within that five-second range because you would be a Victoria Jackson chump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <You know>? no! <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> you just don't want that in your life. So... Think about all the things in this episode. Think about the weather. Uh, and you can go in three, 
two, one, go! Alright guys, uh, we got a kooky episode this week. Um, there's, uh, there's this guy and it's like he can, he can make it rain and so people are giving him tons of money because there's a drought. But it's not really him, it's Victoria Jackson who's controlling the weather, his girlfriend. Um, they have a fight, he ends up getting hurt, whatever. Um, all, but oh, it's not Victoria Jackson, it's actually the weatherman who's secretly in love with Victoria Jackson. Poor bastard, he has no idea what's coming. Um, Muller and Scully go to investigate on really is such a whim, and uh, Kurt should fire them immediately. Scully has no idea what the fuck's going on. They realize they have to get this guy to open up. He's, he's got to like tell Victoria Jackson that he loves her so that it all works out and the, the drought stops and the weather's fine. And he does, and they have issues because she's falling in love with Mulder. Wow! Deserves Victoria Jackson. In the end, it works out, and they find true love, and it's beautiful, and there's a rainbow and a baby. Oh, 57 <laughs> seconds. Brad, that was stretching nice. that one, boy. <laughs> yes. That's everything that happened in that episode, guys. And possibly more. Like, I mean, it was... I don't even know, Brad, because that was... I was like, wow, how's he going to come up with other Listen, things Listen, I am a professional. <laughs> I am a professional. I can summarize episodes in 60 seconds. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Chris, do you have any fun facts for us? Now, um, I do. I normally try to avoid Wikipedia, and I try to source facts from elsewhere because other people could look at Wikipedia and stuff like that. And then I end up on here with facts that are just on Wikipedia anyway, it turns out. <laughs> and often alongside someone else who's already got all these facts from Wikipedia. So this week, I went to Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> this episode... Uh, it's written by Edward Go and like just do it and treat Wiki- this Wikipedia entry as a kind of talking book read by me. Um, <laughs> this is the this is the first X Files script us when by. I'm turn page. Oh, I have to make it like this. Wikipedia from Marshall Cavendish Productions. Bing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I grew up with those. You can tell, can't you? Um, anyway, this is the first script for the X Files written by Jeffrey Bell. Um, he goes on to write four more episodes over the next two seasons, and he moves on to writing things uh, like Angel, including, by the way, co-writing and directing the Angel finale, not Fade Away, which I've oh, never wow. seen, but I believe is highly regarded. Mm. <laughs> uh, he, also, <laughs> he also writes episodes of Harper's Island and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Huh. Harper's uh, Island, a... starring Chris Gorham? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The, the thirteen episodes, the thirteen episode slasher movie. Yes. Um, it's one of that three is spec- not scriptures. highly regarded, by the way. <laughs> I bet it would be highly regarded by me. I love that kind of shit. Anyway, yeah, he sent three spec scripts in, and they picked this one, and like John Scheib and Frank Spot, it's Vitzkilligan, like got together with Bell, and they bashed it out and beefed it up. Like those three guys are really sort of running the show at this point. I think Carter's. Sort of a, he's got an overlord thing, but I have a feeling a lot of the day-to-day stuff is done by those three at this point. I think Jeffrey Bell must be a Mulder and Scully shipper because he talks about how um, he wanted to parallel Holman Hart not being able to express his feelings with um, Scully and Mulder being unable to express their feelings about each other. Because Scully has no feelings for Mulder. Yeah. Well, but she's banging yeah, Skinner. We'll talk about that. Despite all that, he he writes a. Re- oh no, this is that's not a fun fact. That's opinions. So I'll stop. And I've just got <laughs> stuff. I've just got stuff about the cast. Um, Clayton Rona is uh, Daryl Moots. He was in like the usual sort of things. TNG, Angel, but April's Fool's Day, another sl- slasher movie with Thomas F. Wilson. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. 
I've seen David that. Manis, who is Holman Hart, he's not been in much, but he was in both Dharma and Gacy, which is a, oh. a good one for fans of serial killer movies with well, one like word the, titles that are surnames. The Jeffrey Renner Dharma movie. Yep, that's oh. correct. Oh, okay. And um, Victoria Jackson Brand, you'll be pleased to know I have specifically written camping bodies down. <laughs> as well as UHF Saturday Night Live and the forthcoming Heaven Bound. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and a groan from the audience. <laughs> and um, um, and I've written down some things she said here, and I don't want to read any of them now, particularly about sort of <laughs> after sexual assault and things like that. Horrible. Oh, and the um, the sheriff is played by the excellently named Dirk Locker. He's the son <laughs> of Dan Blocker from Bonanza, and his mother is called Dolphia Blocker. That's dolphin with an A instead of an N. Wow! <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Dolphia. He's been in Little House on the Pla- <laughs> Little House on the Prairie, Chips, Quantum Leap, and John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Splendid work. Nice. With Alice Cooper. And Co- the- <laughs> <laughs> a horror film with a rock star in. You get where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm, there's, there's definitely a um, later some, in the episode. some themes going on with your fun facts today. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I, I've still got facts. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. You could, you could tell, you can tell F. Jeffrey Bell wanted to be an X Files writer because he's named the town Croner after his college roommate. Oh, and, um, wow. I'm about to mention a place name. I'm about to mention a place name in California, Tammy. So. No, I'm keeping it all in now. I'm keeping it all in. In. I believe Piru, California. P-I-R-U. I have Piru. no clue where that even is or what that is. Oh, there you go. I think, I think you mean Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Piero. Yeah. And, um, you'll be pleased to know in the Wikipedia article, even though it claims that this place is standing in for Kansas, there's a Kansas, there's a picture of a prairie in Kansas, like just depicting what that episode might have looked like if it were actually in Kansas. It's one of the most ridiculous uses of photograph on Wikipedia I've ever seen. Nice. And that's nice. it. And the school used at the end is an actual abandoned school from Culver City. And there you go. And I've got some more stuff, but um, I'll do it scene specific. The rest of it is just opinion. Those are important as well. They should make Mark Snow do an entire episode where he can't use a piano sound at any point during the entire score because it's really <laughs> annoying me. Yeah. Mm. So kooky. I do love this on Wikipedia. Uh, episode is set in the fictional town of Croner, Kansas. Kansas Prairie pictured. Like, that is amazing. Yes. <laughs> like, wh- who did that and why? I, I thought, I can't not mention that. <laughs> it's so good. The mayor of Kansas did that. Oh, we're talking about some mayors, too, today. Mm. (laughs) All right, let's get into this episode. So we start off, it is Valentine's Day in Kroner, Kansas, and we see a card being written on... A a, very creepy card. Be my dream Valentine. Creepy. Mm. Now, you're not meant to write your names in Valentine's, right? Unless it's really clear it's from you. (laughs) <laughs> Unless you're getting a bunch of Valentines and yeah, they really want to know. I don't. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I've given a Valentine's Day card. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like uh, the last time uh, Valentine's girl. Unless unless you're just like in the worst in a relationship. I feel like the last time yeah. you send a Valentine's Day card is probably elementary school. Yeah. 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 
Um, so we have, you know, the TV going, Holman on the TV in the background, and they're talking about the, there's a five-day forecast coming on, Sheila is just too excited, her boyfriend is coming in, he seems angry, <laughs> and he is, because she's put their engagement in the newspaper. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we learned that they've actually been engaged for months, but nobody knows. <laughs> Which is a sign. Boy. And uh, they get into... And he says she has a fat ass. Yeah, they get into a little argument. Yeah, it's... Well, yeah, he, he notices she's eaten a box of chocolates. <laughs> Which, why wouldn't you? That's what boxes of, of chocolates are there for, is yeah. to be eaten. Hello. That's why they exist. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yes, he tells her, you wonder why your ass is so big. I was like, oh, what a dick. Uh, <laughs> he leaves, he slams the door, and, um, he's, oh, yeah, that's right. He's also upset that it hasn't been raining. Yeah. He's got a real Bill Paxton vibe going, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And even when he rain or when he rains, when he leaves, he is mocking her that it'll rain soon. I can feel it. And I'm like, <laughs> whose benefit is that for? Yeah. Daryl. Why didn't they use the garbage song from last week in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> it would fit so much better. Yeah. Like, X Files, like, I mean, I can't believe that we have, like, what, six kooky episodes in a row now? I know. Yeah. Like, I. Like, I'm I, having a kook overload at the moment. Like, I'm loving it. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but is this like X-Files selling out, if such a thing can be called a thing? Yeah, because they've like, got all the guest it's stars. It's all guest stars. Like, there's songs every week. It's, it's. I mean, I know we're in California now, but this is just weird. <laughs> this is yeah. what happens right. when you move to L.A. <laughs> right near the start of the podcast, when it was clear that you, you guys weren't necessarily enjoying the show as much as everyone else does, or in the same way that everyone else did, like the actual X-Files fans from back in the day, my thought really was wait until season six. <laughs> that, that was when it was going to turn around because it's when everyone else considers it starts getting really stupid. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, so, it's good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I feel like, why did I watch season one through five? I really enjoyed <laughs> season six of this show. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, you're right. I would miss out on Teleco and Fluky. We discussed And Conquistadors. And Conquistadors. Yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, I... Well, anyway, Daryl's driving. He and is your, drinking and, and your driving. Boy, Don, your boy Donnie Faster. Exactly. Oh, Donnie Faster. <laughs> what a creeper. <laughs> He's so gross. He's like still the like one person in X-Files that truly, truly creeped me out. So um, I creepy. think you're forgetting the peacocks. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> the peacocks. I fucking hate that episode. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, could, I could have lived my entire life and never seen that episode mm. and been perfectly happy. Um, in fact, I've blocked it out. So then there's... <laughs> they throw a baby in the trash in that episode. <laughs> I respect them for that decision, but that's it. <laughs> I respect you, but I do not love you. Exactly. <laughs> literal, literal garbage, baby. Exactly. <laughs> oh. From beginning to end. Amazing. Um, so yeah, so Daryl is driving. He is drinking beer out of his cooler, which Ugh. we can see that he's been doing this whole time. Yeah, that's gross. It starts raining. He is excited. And then it starts hailing. And instead of like pulling over when the hail kind of started <laughs> getting crazy, he drives faster. <laughs> As you yeah. do. Yeah, and then he... And he's playing uh, some, some cover of Karen Carpenter as well. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't Karen Carpenter, but is really trying to sound like her. 
Yeah. It's a rainy day. Rainy days are Mondays, though, isn't it? Yep. So mm-hmm. It's a rain thing. Uh, so, yeah, he runs into, like, a <laughs> hole, kind of, sort of, and uh, whips around, and when the door opens, he's getting hit in the head with the, <laughs> the hailstones that are in the shape of hearts. It's amazing. The film is this. Yeah. Uh, This is a road in California that is so rarely used that the officials had no problem just closing it off all day (laughs) to let them film it because no one was going to go down it anyway. Um, Star Exico Kim Mann, as he said, the hardest shot to get was the impact of the car on the pole because it kept course correcting and ending up at at the angle he didn't want it. So they had to keep (laughs) crashing it to get it right. That's what he told everyone. <laughs> we just need to yeah. keep crashing this car. He's actually a complete nutter. Unlike a <laughs> uh, So then we have the uh, opening credits. Uh, 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 <laughs> Award-winning opening, opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next scene, we're back in Corner, Kansas, six months later. We I'll... see a small little airplane. Go ahead. In the next scene, we are in, like, Twin Peaks. <laughs> because... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> This is this is like some straight up firewalk with me wackiness. I loved it so the, much. The the mar- yeah. I put in my notes: marching band plus mayor plus trailer. Twin Peaks. We are yeah. in Twin Peaks. Yeah. She. It, it, yeah. Just it's straight blue, Kid just needs a blue rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, so wacky. It was so. I was just like, oh my god, this is this is going to be an amazing episode. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, because yeah, you think it off. Go ahead. I was going to say, also, there's dialogue in this that utterly confirms that Mulder just doesn't tell Scully what's going on no. during the entire journey. She has to wait until she's there <laughs> to get someone to tell her. Yeah, I still, I would love an episode where we just see what conversations they have. Maybe then I would understand why people think they should be together. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they have some yeah, really like- touching, uh, sentimental conversations. <laughs> on these car rides and plane rides. <laughs> it's like Mulder knows like how to trick her. It's like, hey, uh, come on, I'll tell you about this on the on the way. And she's like, oh, all right. She's like, all right, Mulder, so where are we going? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, oh, before that, hey, um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious, uh, uh, did, uh... Did you watch The Pretender last night? <laughs> and then they just get talking about The Pretender like crazy. Are those new <laughs> shoes? Was that a deal that you got? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the mall the other day. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Uh, so yes, yeah, they get out. There's a girl twirling a baton in the background, and we find out that the person they're talking to is the mayor of uh, Croner, uh, Jim Gilmore, and he had spoken to Mulder on the phone, and Mulder seemed very uh, excited to help them. Uh, <laughs> which I'm just like, so is is he looking up weird news articles somewhere and? Because I'm not quite sure how Mulder got in touch with the mayor, unless it was another one of those where he pulled it from Spender's trash. Mm. <laughs> He's got a whole backlog of those. Some take longer to reconstruct than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Spender could try and burn them, but we know Mulder can put those back together oh, just by putting water on them. Yes. So just add water. <laughs> uh, just add water. <laughs> And everyone's trying to hook Mulder and Scully up. Oh, your accommodation. Sorry, I didn't know you were bringing the misses. And Scully's like, uh, no. I'm sure they're fine. Thank you. <laughs> I do like even later, she's like, yeah, we prefer separate rooms. Thank you very mm. much. <laughs> oh, you're old-fashioned, huh? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> to, co- 
I tell you what, Duchovny does pull an amazing face when, he, when the mayor refers to the missus. It's like, oh, you don't know. <laughs> uh, the or mayor... like, oh, I'm not going to hear the end of this. Yeah, really. Uh, the mayor says uh, that they've had some droughts and it's destroying people's lives. And now they have a guy, Daryl Moots, who's going around oh. calling himself the Rain King and uh, making it rain as long as people are paying him. So the mayor thinks that Daryl Moots is also causing the drought. Nice. Uh, I mean, boy. Uh, makes sense, obviously. And I like that Scully says, and this is what you told Agent Mulder when you spoke? <laughs> 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 That's what got us on a plane? Okay. So, <laughs> Mulder and Scully are talking, and uh, Mulder does say, you know, you act like I intentionally misled you. Hey. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he probably just didn't tell her anything. So he probably didn't mislead her. He just didn't say anything. Uh, She's not impressed. You can't can't mislead someone if you don't lead them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you got uh, Mulder talking about Daryl Moots and that he really does believe he's somehow controlling the weather. And they should at least investigate it because he is swindling this whole town. So... (laughs) Like... Kirsch is, must just be like tired at this point. Like Kirsch is just tired of trying. <laughs> because how? How are they? Yeah, they don't even get yelled at this episode. So, uh, so we get to uh, Moots's office and we meet Cindy. Oh, Cindy! Poor Cindy. She's great. She has the worst Southern accent I have heard yeah, on an actress. It's pretty bonkers. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, this is terrible. Uh, She is really upset with Mulder and Scully that they just won't leave Daryl alone. Why are you investigating him? He is basically a godsend. He makes it rain, guys. Listen. (laughs) I love Mulder. So he makes it rain? Like, I just want to put all the clips of him saying, he makes it rain. (laughs) I mean, completely glossed over Mulder saying, we're here to see the king. Oh. worst <laughs> oh boy yeah I, Mal- you're Mal- right Mal- I did man. yeah uh, uh, I forgot about that the, it's the one intonation David Duchovny knows how to do <laughs> <laughs> he could say Kang instead of King and that's that denotes <laughs> <laughs> and not that alien from the, um, <laughs> the Simpsons or a, an original series Klingon also Kang <laughs> oh yeah that's right <laughs> Uh, so sh- they're asking to see all of his, um... They're trying to get the client list. Yeah, the client list. That and I love that she's like, um, don't you guys, like, need a warrant or something? Yes. I'm like, is she... Is she they do. She's pretty savvy. Yes. And I, and I... But I also like that Scully says, well, usually we just have to say please, because the show knows they never yeah. need a warrant. <laughs> so I, I thought that was funny. And hopefully she's already got one printed out. One that <laughs> she could just hand off that is... Yeah, there. that's right in front of her. Here you go. It's in the drawer. Here's your damn client list. (laughs) (laughs) So the next place uh, they go is the television studio where the weather is uh, being done. (laughs) In all the ways. (laughs) Uh, They get uh, basically ambushed by Sheila. Sheila comes up to Mm. them and is like, oh my god, I was beginning to worry about you. This is so exciting. Are you guys excited to be on TV? (laughs) 
Aren't you guys excited? <laughs> the only thing I can find more exciting would be possibly if we destroyed this 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 Obama nation <laughs> and got rid of this dictator and installed proper American white government. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, so- <laughs> and in the background, Holman is filming something. You can see on the TV screen that the green screen has been replaced with a giant basket of apples. So it looks like he's standing in a giant basket of apples. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's amazing. Let us not question the ways of Holman Hart. <laughs> I love Holman, actually. I like. I really I think, enjoy yeah. him. He. I thought he played his uh, part really well. Yeah. Um, so there's a Holman in his heart that can only. Be <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so Sheila decides. Oh, not decides. She just says, "Hey, I want to introduce you to the Gundersons. Congratulations!" <laughs> <laughs> Which Mulder and Scully? Mirror. Yeah, yeah. When we meet the real Gundersons, yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh boy, those are some. Those are some plain people. Yep. <laughs> those are some Kroner Kansas people. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I wonder yeah. what it what must it feel like if you're a, you know if you're a sort of regular sort of small time maybe background character actor and you know that you're regularly hired to be sort of unattractive or fat or you know regular boring looking. It feels must like be a bit dispiriting. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's what I was Steve saying. Buscemi. Yeah, really. Mm. It sounds yeah. It just feels like paychecks. It feels like mm-hmm. money, and it feels like well, if I want to continue but, doing this, this is the parts I'm going for. Yeah, because like I tell you, what, but, you know, going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Steve Buscemi, he, he he's got the benefit of being a man, so he can be like a yeah, character actor. Mm-hmm. But if you're an unattractive woman, you tend to only get sort of very very thankless roles. Mm. Yeah, as but again, you know, I mean, you have an agent, so it's not like mm. your agent is going. Well, there's a character I'd like you to go out for. It's a really hot secretary, and uh, I I'm not sure if you're gonna get it or not. But let's, you know, like if you're not doing if that you're either. if you're like seriously pursuing acting, like you've already been broken to the harsh reality. Yeah, of <laughs> you are not gonna be a leading lady. Um, yeah. uh, it's especially fun to watch that happen in uh, college theater departments <laughs> because often it takes a while and you'll see some people trying to do some things and yeah, yeah. Let's go. I'm going to watch some spirits get broken yeah. over the course of a few years yeah that was, that was my experience a spirit <laughs> <laughs> and I would think for like this Not actor kind of and actress spirit. they were probably excited to be on a hit show yeah I mean even as extras yeah. like oh you know but they were face face characters really so <laughs> alright sorry uh Sorry, Gundersons, that we've talked about you for so long. <laughs> Sorry, sad sack Gundersons. Enjoy your vacation. Uh, do you think that that woman was secretly oblong? <gasps> <gasps> Scandal. Oh, on the internet, and she you can be whoever you want. Found love. Yeah, I was going to say, if, she's, love. <laughs> if she had the internet uh, in her home, in her trailer, uh, she was definitely a catfisher, for sure. Mm. <laughs> uh, so... They end up talking to Holman for a little bit, who, of course, was like, oh, yeah, I should have known you probably were not uh, (laughs) the Gundersons that we were looking for. And he's just excited to be working in um, the weather department. It's sexy. (laughs) (laughs) We have freaks. Specifically, yeah, the weather department in Krona, where the weather is bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
I just don't like that he calls it sexy, and the way he says it is disturbing. Oh, I don't. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, he does not think that Daryl is really <laughs> causing the drought. But he does. But he does believe he's causing the weather. Yeah, he he believes yeah. he's causing the rain, but not the drought. The drought is confusing to me because if like presumably it rains wherever Daryl goes, and this is like his home base of operations where the office is. So presumably he's in town occasionally. So wouldn't it rain? I don't know. It seems like it's raining in a very small, confined area directly above him, like a yeah. savage rain cloud, yep. like that but, one Care Bear. But I first, when I first encountered it, there's a character in one of the later Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books, a character called Raymond McKenna, who it rains on all the time, from like his birth to his death. Wherever he goes, it's always raining, and he becomes an all-weather haulage trucker. And I thought it was going to be like that, but like it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> and obviously, we learn later that it's not him doing it anyway. But like, why is there a drought? And all he needs to do is come back to town. It'll yeah. rain, unless of course he is causing the drought by not being in town. Like that's probably the only way he could do it. There would still be a drought anyway. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and I just I have no idea. yeah, because I was kind of confused because I'm like, okay, so Hol- Holman's the one that is creating all the weather yeah. patterns mm-hmm. everywhere. So does he have to know where Daryl's going next to make sure that it rains mm. there when Daryl gets there, and maybe ten minutes after, so that way Daryl has time to do his show? I think it's like, does uh, he go ask for the client list every week? I think what we have here, I think we got we got another genie situation. Okay, <laughs> um, but it's like it's like a it's, genie that's like it's not more- a money. It's no, it's it's dealing yeah. with inferences. It's like, oh, he hates that guy. He wants me to make sure it rains on that guy. I'll do that. But later he says he thought he did it out of guilt because remember he yeah, I thought, thought it was more guilt. Yeah. Because mm. he caused the hailstorm that caused Daryl to lose his leg yeah. mm-hmm. and he cuz he didn't realize Daryl was drunk at the time. So he made but it he... rain for <laughs> Daryl out of guilt. Was it to make get Daryl to get money? Yeah. No, I thought it was just he had That's guilty he expresses feelings. his sadness. That's how yeah, <laughs> but it just happens to be whenever Daryl is in these towns. It wasn't that he did it for Daryl to get money. It's completely unconscious, like subconscious. Oh, oh. Yeah. Got that's what I thought, which still doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I, I'm I'm really having a hard yeah. time with the Daryl one. Yeah, it's. I mean, let's we'll go to the next scene. But I I love Daryl. It's he's hilarious. But I I didn't understand <laughs> why yeah. Holman yeah. is making it rain. I. I didn't get it. Even when he said it was out of guilt, I still didn't get it. Good news for Holman, though. I mean, Daryl may have been tanked, but he still crashed because he had an enormous hailstorm stop breaking his car. And yes. windshield and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because I'm sure that dude drove down this empty road all the time drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he had left the house with a cooler of mostly empty beer cans, so... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, he, we only know he arrived with them mostly empty. Yeah. They were probably full when he started. Uh, so they go to Monroe Farms. Mulder and Scully are meeting up with the town people there. And uh, then as they're, they're kind of waiting around, a huge pickup truck pulls up and... Daryl comes out, and his license plate, of course, says Rain King. Mm. All the farmers in the town are super excited to see him. Uh, they treat him like a god. Um, and I guess to them, he is their savior. This is what's going to save their little farm town. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
they Cindy brings over a prosthetic leg to him at one point, and oh. she brings over the wrong boot. <laughs> like it's I lo- it's so cute. I thought it was weird that wouldn't he get the prosthetic leg on before he got out of the car, rather than use his crutches, hobble over to the thing. I think it it down, makes him look then put his prosthetic leg on. I just thought yeah. it makes him look more like, you know, people feel bad for him, feel sorry, and, and even yeah. more miraculous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think probably part of his uh, part of his selling point is his whole story about the crash. So. Yeah. yeah I, I lost my leg, but I gained these magical powers. Exactly. Yeah, because it all happened at the same time, so. And also um, because he's one sixty fourth Cherokee. Yes. <laughs> yes. And he probably claims to be Irish on St. Patrick's Day as well. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, like, all these Herta Hatta extras, like, in this scene, I'm like, it's like, it looks like a family reunion of mine. Like, it's, <laughs> like, really, really, like, this is what it looks like, guys. Uh, less bolo ties, but, like, yeah. <laughs> recommend a, a recommend a UK episode of the Jeremy Kyle show for a, what looks like a family reunion of mine. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Scully, I like her line uh, that they just came a little, er- you know, that they're just there a little early. They're there to see the show, but they must have shown up a little early. And he starts doing his rain dance. Ooh. <laughs> his rain dance <laughs> is amazing. It's I also really... like that he says, I'm a spiritual man in touch with the really real. Yeah. <laughs> so kooky. I love it. And yes, we learn he's 64th Cherokee. Oh. I also love his blue jacket. It's like, I like that jacket. Yeah. Oh, his dance is so, it's so crazy. <laughs> Did you get inspired, Tammy, for, uh, for a piece of your dancing? Thing? Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I need to add those jerky motions to, to my next piece. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Mulder's really trying to like, well, you know, uh, Old West was full of men claiming to be rainmakers. Uh, Pueblo Indians had a rain dance, and I like that Scully just knew enough. She's like, yeah, that's not a rain dance. That's not what it looks yes. like. Mulder really throws out some like uh, really shitty um, excuses in this one. Like he says some things in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but as they're standing there talking, there's a huge thunderclap, and it starts pouring down. Uh, I do love that scene of watching the two of them look at each other, and Scully yeah. looks like a wet dog. Yeah. She's just stretched, <laughs> and she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's um, so good. Uh, <laughs> and he's such a dirt. I love you. like, ah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he, does, he does the funny Christ pose. He's like, ding. That's what I thought. I think of that as the Cactus Jack Bang Bang. (laughs) For the uh, WWE crowd. So uh, we go to the TV station where uh, Sheila and Holman are talking about the 20 year high school reunion. Where did the time go? Oh boy. And Uh, she is not. By the way. Go ahead. All of of these fuckers are not 37, by the way. I gotta say. Because yeah. this is 1999, they'd be about 37, 38, no chance. Particularly when you see everyone towards the end. Unless, unless more people from the town have just crashed that event. Because there is a wide range of ages there. Yeah. yeah. It's nonsense. Sorry. It's just that that was one of the things that bothered me. Like, Holman, Holman Hart is apparently the same age as me. And I'm like, I'm not having that. That is not the case. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe uh, it's like the it's everyone's high school. They just have the reunions on the same night. I mean, also people <laughs> age differently. Town. There have been people that have claimed to be thirty eight that I am <laughs> not buying. Um, so just saying. Yeah, it's that. They've been thirty eight um, for many years now. <laughs> that was my wife Rachel's concept about the um thing. Like they were they're having like the twentieth anniversary and the tenth anniversary on the same day, but the only sign we could see was class of seventy nine. So yeah. who knows? Uh so as they're talking, yeah. Sheila is just saying she just doesn't want Daryl to have to put up with these FBI agents. Holman is saying, well, you, you know, I can't blame you still care about him I, or I I blame you well not blame you, but she, he doesn't like that she still cares about him. Even after the way he, uh, he treated her, uh, so which is true. I mean, mm-hmm. he was pretty much a dick. Uh, so, um, but yeah, at that point in time is when I realized Holman was in love with her. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, oh, you poor and bastard. As soon as yeah, I was like, as soon as I realized he was in love with her, I was like, he's making the Robo Claire. Yeah, really, Claire, are you yep. there? I have a feeling Claire thought the same thing, and then he, she also yeah, thought that. Oh, there you go. Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. You, you at that point, Claire, you also thought he was making it rain. Did you know? Hello, Claire. Yes, maybe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, all the things. <laughs> are the are the freak weather conditions there affecting your internet? Only in yes. Claire's, Claire's room. I think we have a delay. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> I thought she just left the recording of herself saying yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, no, and that would be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna go. Yeah. Just gonna have to on. Yeah. Okay, so we get... <laughs> The next scene where Mulder is being disgusting, eating sunflower seeds in bed, and uh, it is what's gross. what's more disgusting? Eating sunflower seeds in bed, very disgusting. Are like opening like a, a window in a hotel room, like in like a sketchy motel. Like ah, you lock those down. Like <laughs> there's no way, no chance. All of it, all of it's gross. Um. So <laughs> as he's sitting there, he goes to the window. And a cow moves <laughs> and flies up into the air. We're in a straight-up twister situation. <laughs> and then comes crashing through his ceiling <laughs> in his room and lands on his bed. I I had to double-check I was walking X-Files. Um, do, do you remember the old twister ride at Universal Studios? Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. Where they have a plastic cat. Yeah, I I really was like, am I, what am I watching? This is the craziest and kookiest thing. I was so weird. It was, oh Um, my God. Fun fact, because I looked at Wikipedia and apparently some asshole wrote a review where they gave this a really bad review and like thought it was, they shouldn't um, use a creature's death as a, as a comedy plot point. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, fuck you, asshole. Like, you were the worst human. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a real uh, cow. It didn't really die. <laughs> and it's a TV show. 
going to say, I watched this with Rachel earlier, who is vegan, by the way, and she didn't feel that way. And also, two people, like, express sympathy for the cow. Straight away, both people who, like... Yeah. Victoria Jackson's character when she thinks she's the one who killed it, and then Holden Hart when, like, no one cares that Mulder nearly got landed on by a cow. <laughs> they are concerned about the cow, Ooh, which yeah. I think should, well, indeed, but that should answer this particular um, negative review. Yeah. Because it's completely addressed. Um, I've got some facts about this bit, if you're interested. Yes, please. Well, the first one isn't a fact, it's just an opinion that what makes <laughs> it seem is the, is the moo sound effect. Of the um um right the production team contacted the motel in the area and asked if they could cut an enormous hole in the roof of one of the cabins on the understanding they would like entirely replace the roof later so that's what's going on you see it from outside um the actual crashing through the ceiling is done on a stage uh, you know made up to look like the room but um when they were filming the stage thing uh, the special effects guy bill miller happened to see the filming and saw they had a model cow that was brown uh, but he'd already done the special effects of the cows outside um, in accordance with the script which says that the cows are black and white so he then had to like hurriedly recolor cow outside <laughs> to brown because no one talked to each other nice well, that's a uh, <laughs> typical but it's, I feel. Uh, it, it's in the fine recent X-Files tradition of special effects having to be like fiddled about with at the, like, at the very last bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Um, Kim Manners, his regret about this is apparently right at the end of the scene, Mulder was going to say milk and they didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Oh, my goodness. But, to be oh, honest, Kim that Manners, feels you let me to down. me... That feels oh. to me exactly like one of the um, Duchovny's own ad libs yes. that normally people can't yeah. turn down. I bet that's not in the script. I reckon that's Duchovny. Yeah. And like yeah. Kid Manners later thought, hey, that would have been really funny, but he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. I'm... Usually I love Kim Manners when he's yelling at cockroaches and stuff, but mm. no, you're wrong about Kim Manners. I know you're dead. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. I am, I am shocked that they didn't cut to a TV with The Simpsons and Bart Simpson saying, uh, don't have a cow. Oh my god. Like, it was like, I was like, I was really expecting it at any point in that scene or right after. I was like, we're getting the Simpsons, here it comes. Oh my god. Just Earthworm Jim. Someone has a cow land on them. Yeah. <laughs> I love Earthworm Jim. Yeah. I, I... Yes, I love. I also love Earthworm uh, uh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wicked <boy>. burn! <laughs> Internet connection burn! That's a Skype burn right there. <laughs> Claire, I'm sorry. <laughs> You've made her run away. She's not speaking to you for at least three to seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, we... <laughs> See the next morning where Scully is in Mulder's room and they're looking through the, the giant hole in the ceiling, and a man is there with a chainsaw ready to cut up the cow. Oh. Which, when I saw it at first, I'm like, "What?" And then I was like, "Well, I guess how else are they going to get that cow out of there?" So easier to carry it out. Yeah, and also barbecue later. Mm. <laughs> By the way, but Hart later on he says it would have dropped from a height of uh, like twelve hundred feet, and no fucking it would not be that intact. When it hit, sorry to be morbid, but like, yeah. no, that is not happening. 
Yeah. So, uh, this is also when we find out the hotel manager has moved Scully and Mulder into the same room, which she is not happy with. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Uh, yes, and Holman says that it was simply just, uh, air pressure. It was a little mini twister, picked up the poor creature, lifted about 12,000 feet, the air cooled, and it just dropped right there. (laughs) All easily explained with weather. (laughs) Bill, how is Bill Paxton not in this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Sheila gets there. She is. uh, Sheila gets there. She is has been crying. Her face is a mess. Um, her face is a mess, and her mega choker is also a mess. I couldn't tell what that (laughs) was at first. I didn't even know what it was. Uh, it's terrifying. Because I was like, is it supposed to be like a little scarf? Is it supposed to be... Was she in the hospital and that's, like, something around her neck? Like, I... I, I her, she was in a car accident? Like, I don't know what was going on. That is... It's... It is a bizarre accessory. Yeah. Yeah. So she comes in and she is crying and she can't control herself and she needs to tell them everything. And so we learn that... In high school, she remembers on her prom night that uh, there was some kind of, I don't know, at the senior prom, yeah, there was a tornado that demolished her high school. That was hysterical. What? Well, blows a couple of people away. Yeah, exactly. What? I love it's it. It's just so silly. It's the whole so thing is good. so silly. Ah! Yes. <laughs> and then on their... <laughs> That is possibly the silliest thing I've seen in the X Files. <laughs> yes. Even though we've we've had comedy episodes, yeah. that, you know, unless you factor in the fact that you know those people clearly didn't survive, or um, you know, <laughs> horrific wounds because they go a long way up in the yeah, they do. very quickly. How, how many people has Holman actually killed without realizing? <laughs> My favourite silly thing in this bit is the last. Cloud faces. Oh reason, yeah, oh, the little cloud. I was so amused by that, and I kept rewinding. It amused me so, so much. Good. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, because <we, laughs> yeah, on her, on her wedding day, a day she dreamed about the ceremony. It was Fourth of July weekend, and it snowed six inches. <laughs> and I love how it was super sunny outside, but yeah. everyone's like <laughs> shivering, and it's snowing. And uh, yeah, then her husband left her, and when the divorce was finalized, yes, she saw big smiley faces like the sky was laughing at her <laughs> so was that just Holman excited that her divorce was final yes, I guess I, because yeah, I don't, at first yeah, I thought yeah he's just sorry, laughing but, <laughs> at first I thought like maybe he was trying to like cheer her up or something yeah. but no because it's all like unconscious he doesn't know he's doing it so he's just happy that she's divorced <laughs> <laughs> I love it and she said that was the last time it happened until uh, last night. So I guess she doesn't consider that freak hailstorm that mm. took Daryl's leg uh, <laughs> her doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> or any of this thing. I mean, I guess she also thinks he controls the weather. Does she think that like Daryl controls the weather that he got that power from her? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think once you think that you can control the weather, it's like, I guess anyone can control the weather. Mulder says, and ever since then, the rain's been following him since a freak accident. And um, he tells Sheila she is not responsible for any of that. Any of the weather. I wonder if this is where Duchovny got his obsession with cows, by the way. 
my goodness. Worst dude. And I also like that Mulder says, Agent Scully and I specialize in these types of cases. And although you may have had some bad luck, you didn't cause any of it. And he, like, like the look on Scully's face, like, fucking hell, are you serious? <laughs> like, we specialize in... I mean, they do, I guess. She's just so reluctant about the whole thing. And I'm, I'm going to have to break it here. She is great this whole episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. She looks yeah. great, she acts great, and she's got a great script. It's just a, it's a fine chunk of Scully slash Julie Anderson. Yeah. All round. Uh, so after Sheila leaves, the doctor then says, well, the hailstorm didn't cause Daryl's crash. He was drunk. And, uh, Holman realizes, like, what? I didn't hear that piece of the story before. That's when I realized it was Holman. Like, when they were talking before, I was like, well, it still could be Sheila, but maybe Holman knew Mm -hmm. that she controlled the weather, is what I thought. He just didn't like tell her like oh I know about your freak freakiness see I I thought that it was I still thought it was Sheila but I thought Holman knew and I thought he was gonna tell her and then I thought she was gonna be pissed off because she felt guilty and she was gonna go on like a carry rampage of weather yeah that would like <laughs> rain fire yeah yeah that would have been a fun ending uh. too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but with the pro, the sort of not not quite the prom, but with the reunion. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah, a bit close. <laughs> uh, so the next scene we have Cindy massaging Daryl's shoulders. <laughs> and uh, it's raining outside, and Daryl's going on and on about it's a, it all has to do with this power of concentration, and uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden it stopped raining. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, you got to wonder what it's like being Daryl at this point, whether he actually thinks he's doing it as well, or whether it just happens and he's, you know, full of bullshit to make himself sound impressive, or whether he now just genuinely thinks it is his power. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I just kind, of, especially from this scene, I just thought, oh no, he's just, he's just excited. He's somehow figured out. Like, yeah. I think he thinks he's smart enough to figure out where it's gonna rain next mm-hmm. yeah and so he's going there like i don't think he believes he's actually making it rain but he does think he's smart enough to have figured out when it's going to rain or where it's gonna he's rain. got the spirit of a con man in it exactly he that's sure what has. he's got What's poor cindy <laughs> i was waiting for it so the next scene we're in the motel and scully is ready to Head on out. She's like, next flight leaves 10 tomorrow. We're on a plane. Uh, let's get out of here. Mulder says the stupidest thing in this scene, and if one of you oh. don't get to it, then I'm going to. Oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Just get to it. It's a very small it's, scene. Go ahead. It's when Scully talks about seasonal affective disorder. Yes. And about how the weather yeah. can affect people's feelings. Mulder <laughs> says, who's to say it can't happen the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> Which is... A bit like saying there are people in the world who are fat because they eat too much ice cream. So who's to say that someone really fat can't turn people into ice cream? (laughs) (laughs) It's so, like... Come on. It was... (laughs) I, like, I... I I couldn't. Like, I was like, this is officially the dumbest thing he's ever said. (laughs) 
<laughs> like it's crazy. Like he, this is how his mind works. Oh yeah, like uh, a professional <laughs> criminal profiler. Um, like uh, super skilled, uh, top of his class, Fox Muller. Uh, maybe people. The weather can control people's emotions. Maybe people's emotions can control the weather. What are you saying? <laughs> so I, I feel far, I feel far more fondly towards Mulder than you guys do, and I understand that. That's fine. But there is a point, and this is that point where you just have to go. That is completely <laughs> even within your world where weird shit happens. Yeah. That is a weird rationale. Yeah. This is also the scene we find out that uh, because the the rain stopped, uh, Holman's being sued by like tons of people. Fifty people. Yep. What what are the, what yeah. grounds are they suing him on? I don't know. Because it's raining now. What is it? Because so what? His con- if if it was like he couldn't he couldn't make the rain anymore and there was no rain, then maybe like you sue them because he's already been paid and he's not delivering the rain. But it's raining all of a sudden. So what are the, what's the what are the grounds? I mean, then, it, no, I think it does stop. I think there is it stops raining where he is. There's so he can't make it rain. Maybe he's got some stuff in his books, some people he's already taken money from, and knowing that guy already spent it. Maybe that's the issue. I, I don't know. It's not not very clear. Yeah, because that last town. I mean. It, I would think two of those towns would have been 50 people, so it, uh, I wouldn't think it would be all the people who he's already taken money from in but, the past. I'm thinking it's yeah. people he... It, maybe the people that he t- he took their deposit. <laughs> yeah, he's cle- he's clearly a money but, upfront guy, because he shows... Because, you know, you yeah. see him at his, his one, he shows up and he does the business. So he would have made sure that they could pay him first. And he doesn't ask no. for any money there, so they he makes sure they pay before he even arrives. And I think that's it. I think he's taken a lot of bookings that he now can't do and taken the money and already like invested it or bought a you know, pickup or a new prosthetic or something crazy. He bought his snake skin boot. Yeah, really. Yeah. Indeed. But the thing is, like, it feels like this scene happens like it's pretty quickly. Like I, I don't know what the time frame is, but <laughs> I, unless he was like, hey guys, I can't control rain anymore, so uh, sorry. Uh, so did he... I, I think like that money was spent already. That's well, but how, how do they know that he can't deliver the rain? Like, how do they know that they're suing him? Because somehow, like, all in the afternoon, he the the rain stopped for him. And apparently by that night, that there was already news <laughs> that people were suing him. How did... Like, I feel like he's slimy enough that he could, like, be like, oh, I'm having a little difficulty with the rain or something. Or not say anything. Just cloak out, leave town for a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, do a bunk. Like, whatever. Like, I don't understand. Oh like, God. I mean, convenience, but. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just imagine him, like, swirling a cloak around him. Goodbye. Smoke bomb. So, the next thing we get Holman talking to himself in a mirror and trying to, I guess, Aww. prepare his, his love speech to Sheila. Aww. Uh, and then she calls him and says, oh yeah, I've been thinking about what you said, and I'm kind of like, Daryl who? I'm so over him now. And Holman is super excited until he finds out Sheila is, of course, in love with Agent Mulder. Uh, I don't know who's worse, Daryl or Mulder. <laughs> I will still say Daryl on this one, even yeah, though I do not like Mulder. <laughs> I, I think that's a fairly uncontroversial. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cindy saw something in him. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh. No one sees anything in Mulder. I mean, <laughs> apparently Scully does, which isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> Who's seen anything in Mulder since... Since that that woman from the the Bob the Caretaker episode is that the last woman he slept with? I don't know. Uh, vampires. Like yeah, yeah. I can't oh, remember. and a, yeah. and, a and an undead creature. Oh, okay. He, does, he, does, he doesn't sleep with her in that episode anyway. You may recall that's one of his uh, criteria for failing that episode because so, I was on so that one. That's <laughs> true. So no like, one he, has I, fallen for Mulder's charms. No one. Not, e- not even. Not even. Not done. <laughs> no. Even Nora Dunn's like. Nope. so the next scene it's in the morning Mulder's going to visit Holman and Holman does not look too happy to see him (laughs) well he says well I've come to say goodbye anyway we're leaving Um, but he does want to tell him that like look dude I know what you're doing so before you you kill somebody which We've all decided he's probably killed people. Maybe not Definitely. on purpose, but... Ah! Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Mulder Whoa. says, you're not just a weatherman, you're the weatherman. Oh, <laughs> That's, That's when he becomes a villain. Super villain. <laughs> I'm the weatherman. <laughs> nice. Yes. I'm going to move to Gotham and become a villain. your <laughs> logico. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mulder explains that he doesn't think he does it on purpose. It's just that it's all these bottled up emotions he has, and and they're being e- expressed via the weather, as happens. Yeah. <laughs> Holman's a man who needs to discover masturbation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what would happen if he if he when he <laughs> when he comes? Oh boy. Ooh. That's true. Maybe yeah. mm. there'd be an avalanche. <laughs> that may explain the freak snowstorm. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, Mulder says you need to tell Sheila that you love her. You don't want to, you know. After that whole thing at the high school with the tornado, you know, the senior prom, <laughs> like you should. <laughs> 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 we find out it was because Holman saw uh, Sheila and her boyfriend together, so that's what made the. Tornado this happen. thing, though, this puts her like I, I'm skipping ahead a bit, but I don't care. Don't you think this puts like Victoria Jackson in a bit of a a, a bad situation because they're basically like he loves you, you have to love him back, back or um, everything's gonna be destroyed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Luckily, she does love him back, but if she didn't, I'd be like, uh, kind of putting her in a bad situation here. Claire, I, yeah, I think th- the problem is you don't have an appreciation for ethics in meteorology uh, journalism. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I do not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say it Excuse later me. on, but it is it is very fortunate that she realizes that she does have those feelings for him because otherwise, it's an episode where a lot of people, including Scully, are just sort of bullying this woman into going out with someone. Yeah, like, yeah. It rubs. It does rub me up the wrong way, even though it works out, you know? Although, I do, I just like the fact that, and maybe that's why it didn't bother me so much, the whole thing still revolves around them being in high school, their reunion, all this stuff, because the whole thing is very high school. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and the way that Scully goes into the bathroom later on and talks to her, it's all so mm-hmm. high school that it 
it all felt okay to me because I was like, oh, but they're in high school. Even though they're yeah. not, if they're old. And if they're just... I, could, I could see them having done this episode with, like, kids in high school. Yeah. Uh, this is so much better. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. It. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we also find out that Holman <laughs> wants realized, dating isn't advice. This basic, isn't this basically DPO, but with, like, a 30-year-old guy? <laughs> 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 oh, my God, it is. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so... Holman wants Mulder to give him dating advice, which my note was, when was the last time he went on a date? And then Scully said it, and I was like, yes! Oh, it's so good. I love that she just becomes silent. (laughs) (laughs) That's so much funnier than a laugh from Scully, just the the staring off into the middle distance. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I heard you. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, I like that she says it. When was the last time we went on a date? And Mulder's just like, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> he just has to go. <laughs> and she blind says the blind leading, leading the blind. blind. <laughs> All right, Holman, listen up. Uh, when you meet a Sasquatch... Oh, wait, never mind. This doesn't apply. <laughs> <laughs> we got the next scene where Daryl is learning from Cindy that they have hit rock bottom. <laughs> and... You know, Cindy, though, she can get her job back at the Dairy Queen where she makes almost $6 an hour. I love her. <laughs> Just that yeah, accent. Uh, so, yeah. They, and Daryl basically wants to break up with her. Which I was I like... like she w- Go ahead. Oh, I'm just being silly. I, said, I like that she went from Dairy Queen to Rain King. That's all. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> it's like, it's so, um... Waiting for Guffman, uh, Parker Posey. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I Nothing ever it. happens in Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she just, uh, I, I, I just thought, like, why are you leaving her, Daryl? Like, she's so much younger and yeah. better than you. You're not doing better, Daryl. Yeah. It's not gonna <laughs> happen. But he basically wants Sheila back so he can go after her money. Which He's like a tragic I still don't know star. how we see her with a bunch of money, right? I, I feel like it's just like because this is like a small town, and it's like she's like gainfully employed. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Like she's not she uh, her to have a farmer. Yeah. Uh, she's not on air personality though. <laughs> she looks like the background getting the Gundersons together. <laughs> she's got a salary. That's yeah, more exactly. than most of these fools. Uh, so at the TV station, um, Holman and Mulder are talking, and Mulder's really, I, I want to help you, I'm here to help you, but, um, you know, I, I really don't know how, and Holman talks about him and Scully, like, what do you mean, you've never, uh, kissed her, you've never, you know, been with her, and Mulder's like, no, and I, and all I thought was like, why do people think they're together? Because they, they haven't met the Stingray. That's true. I'm like, oh, never mind. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just am like, because I'm looking back at their scenes and I'm just like, I, I don't uh-uh. get it. I mean, they seem like they might be friends and great work partners, but I don't see a love connection between them. It's the same thing in Supernatural with Tammy, where so many times people assume that Sam and Dean are a couple. I'm like, why? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? When they turn up, I'm like, why would you assume that? Yeah, I, I they, don't They have, it. like, you know, oh, I don't understand. Yeah. So, Sheila shows up and she is all about Mulder. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh. 
And Holman's like, well, we can talk later. And she goes, oh, just tell me what you have to tell me. And he says he loves her. And she says, oh, I love you too. (laughs) But (laughs) I was like, oh boy, friend zone. Yeah. And uh, he can tell that that's not the way that she loves him. And it starts raining is what we hear about from the TV announcer in the background. And it's probably raining everywhere. <laughs> and she comes out and Mulder's like, well. And Sheila's very happy to see Mulder. And Tolman is like, mm, nope, didn't go well. Didn't go well. <laughs> Turn away. <laughs> Aww. Aww. And he says, she said that she loves me, but she's not in love with me because she loves you. Worst. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh. you met Mulder once. Yeah. Just hang out with him. Wait till he's eating those sunflower seeds. Oh, seriously. When he's pulling Oh, we see him eating them later and it's like, ugh. It's oh. just throwing them on the floor. And I realized, of course, we were worried earlier about her being sort of bullied into going out with a guy, but she is like a sexual predator in these scenes, right? Oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Daryl shows up and he's not happy. He's like, oh. What do you mean there's somebody else? <laughs> she looks like, this isn't the place. <laughs> and Mulder's like, he comes in as the big hero. <laughs> Take your damn hands off of her. <laughs> right. He tells her, cut it out, man. <laughs> cut it out, man. Well, that's also a classic line. Oh, boy. And I like that he's like, what has this guy got that I don't got? And she's like, a job? That's <laughs> 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 the first thing. Nice. I was like, well, yeah, yeah that's that's a, a pretty good start, yeah. Also, he doesn't so support... <laughs> also, he doesn't support socialist communists <laughs> that are trying to destroy this country with Islamo-fascist ideals. <laughs> He also swings at Mulder with his crutches, which I did not think was a smart idea since he only has one leg. Uh, <laughs> as much as I dislike Mulder, I love like the Daryl like constantly trying to hit him and just not being able to touch yeah, him. Yeah, because because Mulder just kind of like takes one step back and he misses. It. It's so. And funny. they do it again later. It's great. But I do like Daryl's line. Oh, good, picking on a cripple. <laughs> so good. Oh. And Sheila says, you deserve a big reward, and kisses him. (laughs) Gross on both ends. Yes. Uh, Scully looks very uncomfortable, and she's like, "Uh, um, uh, the fog's lifted, the plane's waiting, let's get the hell out of here. (laughs) And, yeah, they look to the weather monitor thing, and they see a big thunderstorm has uh, started. I love when Mulder's like, Skelly, do you know anything about weather radars? Um, no. Why? What is that? What does red mean? It's like, all right, come on. Worst transition ever in an episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably don't need to be an expert to think big red swirly thing. Yeah. Um, probably not so good. So, uh, next scene, we are at the high school reunion. We've made it, guys. Okay. Right, uh-huh. I have to say something. So, obviously, it's themed around the Wizard of Oz. Two things. One, this is the second Wizard of Oz exactly. episode we have in a season. Yes! It blows my mind. It's, uh, like... Because, like, what, like, 
in, in, in one season, two Wizard of Oz episodes. Secondly, what the hell is going on with that terrifying model of the scarecrow? Oh. It, it made me scream out loud. I was yeah. like, ah! I really thought it was someone dressed up. I mm-hmm. did not like mm-hmm. it. I, oh, no, it's horrible. I don't like it. Oh. It's it the upset. scariest thing. It's like Sprinkles the Clown scary. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Gross. Why would you want that at your party? It's horrible. I like. I just feel like, like as much as I'm loving all these wacky episodes, I just have a huge fear that that things are gonna turn. And we're gonna get a bunch of like, like heavy, boring mythology episodes. Yeah. And I feel like this is just unbalanced because again, like the two Wizard of Oz things, like spread mm. them out. Like if you put this yeah, episode yeah. after a bunch of like mythology nonsense. Yeah. Oh come on, out of the park. Mm. Yeah. There was um this. I don't remember quite where it was from now. There was a review of this that said that if it had pe- appeared in an earlier season, it would have been much more sort of highly regarded. But mm-hmm. because it's like just one in a line of about six or seven silly episodes right at the end, when you're, when you're kind of maybe wanting something a bit different at this point, that it suffers by comparison. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. if it like season four when people were sort of clamoring for more sort of crazy Darren Morgan type business yeah. Yeah. it would have been much more of a standout and so I, I, li- I, I like this episode but I'm like why isn't this yeah like somewhere else you know like why isn't it after a mythology episode or why wasn't it in another season or I don't know yeah so at the reunion... I want to know what the Wizard of Oz has got to do with 1979 but it's because it's, it's, yeah. it's in Kansas. Because uh, the balloon decorations even it. say there's no place like Kroner. So, of course uh, they do. Uh, I, hope the, I hope the class of 86 get a return to Oz themed prom because that yes. would be great. Nice. With zombie. <laughs> yeah. Have some limestone pie. Fantastic. <laughs> and, and, and wheelers wheeling around being Oh terrified. no, that's scarier than Sprinkles the Clown. <laughs> limestone pie and hot melted Silver. <laughs> I knew you were the right them. crowd for the Return to Oz. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> one of my favorite films ever. Come on, and the scariest film ever. I was wondering if I'd see my copy of it from here, and yes, I can. So at this point, we also find out that uh, for Scully that there've been there's been seven inches of rain in the past six hours, and that the area is under is, has been issued a flash flood warning. And he's under Sharia law. Sorry. It's true, though, really. Uh, uh, the fascists that have taken over and these liberals want Sharia law in the country. So they uh, find Holman. <laughs> Hi, Victoria Jackson. Uh, They find Holman (laughs) in the hallway, and Mulder's like, come on, make it stop. (laughs) (laughs) He's like really yelling at him. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Holman. Because that's basically what he did, like, um, when him and Scully were about to leave town. He goes away and says, Holman. Come yeah. on, go just go yeah. t- talk to her. Well, and well, that's the thing. bit where the fog and like Scully says, "There's fog," and he goes, "Fog, Holman." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line in the entire episode. Yes. But that is oh, the way he keeps talking to him. Like, like just, oh, just do on. it. Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really sad, considering he's the one that told Holman, "I know that you're doing this." 
but you can't control it because it's just your emotions. Yeah. yeah. But now, now that he's told him he can't control it, he has no control over what happens, he needs him to control it right now. <laughs> it's like, what? What? Uh, yeah, so Holman's like, well, you were kissing her. <laughs> Such a sad sack. Although, if you did watch the kiss, you could tell Mulder was not trying to kiss her. He was actually trying to run away. So. Yeah, but Holman... It, he's just, he's like, he can't. He's, he's just the worst, like... And then Sheila shows up. Oh, look who's here! Some of my favorite people! <laughs> <laughs> And she asks Mulder to dance, and Scully... Uh, Are they playing Rock the Boat at this point? They were playing it. Now the, the intro for The Things We Do for Love begins playing. Uh, <laughs> they was, needed a shit covers band, not not just a DJ. Yes, yeah. that would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. And that would have been two episodes we covered today with shit bands. I just, <laughs> I just want to... A bunch of really white dudes doing Casey and the Sunshine Band. That's yes. what I want. Badly. Um, Scully steps in and says, Oh, you know, Holman was just telling us he wanted to dance, so uh, <laughs> why don't you go do that? <laughs> there you go. And Mulder looks confused for a second, like, No, he wasn't. <laughs> Worst. He said, uh, Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, so, so Sheila and Holman uh, go off to dance. Um, and I. Uh, as Sheila and Holman are dancing, he starts to tell her that he's been in love with her since high school. And I did laugh when you look at Mulder and Scully and they're swaying to the music. It's so, it's so dumb. But I just like, oh my god. <laughs> like they just couldn't stop themselves. <laughs> In the high school, the slow the slow music's going, and they can't help but just sway from one side to the other. Nice. Uh, so we see uh, Sheila walk off, and Scully goes after her. And yes, that's when she's like, hey, uh, you really need to give Holman a chance, because he's creating all this weather, and it's your fault, so... Uh, <laughs> You know, he's he's just destroying this town, so Ugh. please, like, you know. Sheila goes out there and... Oh, not oh no, her. yes! Oh, God. When she says, oh, she says that Scully's <laughs> jealous because yeah. uh, Mulder likes her, and so she's making up this ruse about Holman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I like Scully goes, what? um, There's a bit, I think Holman's talking to Mulder and he's saying something like, I've seen the way you two gaze at each other like this. And then meanwhile, Mulder is just staring at Holman like like a cardboard (laughs) cutout would stare at something. And I'm like, does he stare at her like that? (laughs) Like he's made out of cardboard? Because he's just like, ooh. Um, Oh, so dumb. I do not gaze at Agent Scully. Yeah, so Daryl uh, uh, shows up. <laughs> oh god! Um, but then the 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 drains start overflowing. Oh god, yeah. that is terrible! You know, you know what that means, don't you? You know who lives it's in sewers? Pennywise. The drains overrun. Yeah, Pennywise is on the way. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I was more concerned about the dirt water coming in, dirt water filling up bathroom. Oh, oh. no! Um, that was terrible. <laughs> The massive flood is starting in the bathroom from the yeah. sewers. 
Yeah, because like it, it's kind of a cut scene because we get Sheila saying, "Oh, you're jealous," blah blah blah. Then they cut to Daryl coming in and saying, "Oh, it's good to be king. It's good to be king." With just his crutches, and then yeah, we go back to Sheila saying, "Not even a kiss." Uh, oh, she says, "Trust me, that man knows how to kiss." Ugh, stop. Gross. No, no, he doesn't. For her, for her. Backing away in terror is a good kiss. Yeah. <laughs> well, Victoria Jackson, so... Hmm. Yeah. Oh-ho! And Scully says, well, you know, sometimes friendships, uh, or relationships are the best when they start in friendships. And uh, then, yes, the sinks begin to fill up I with dirty water. It's so like disgusting. Scully are friends at this point. Sorry, Terry. No, that's okay. Like, they're, they're just... I don't know, they're just... They're colleagues. <laughs> they're colleagues, yes. yeah. I would say I that they're friends. I'm okay with them being friends, and I could see that they have a friendship, but I just, I don't see anything more than that. I just, you say that, I but I only ever see them hanging out together when someone's impersonating Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Scully has more chemistry with Skinner. Mulder has more chemistry with Crychek. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. And then they're just—they're just kind of like Adam and Jamie from MythBusters. They work together on telly and then like they go their separate ways. <laughs> oh, is that what happens? I like to think Adam yeah, and Jamie hang out all the time. <laughs> um, apparently, no. They—they don't—they they, don't, like, they they tour don't together now, other, though. They're not—they're yeah. not—they're not good pals or anything like that. Sorry. Um, guys, you, you busted the myth, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. What do you think uh, Donald Kirsch and uh, uh, um, Jeff Jeff Spender are doing this week? Because <laughs> they're clearly not in the office. I think they're going fishing. <laughs> maybe maybe they're camping buddies. <laughs> oh no! And and because like because uh, Spender never had a father figure, like Donald is teaching him like how to make a fire and how Aww. to fish, and he's like taking him under his wing, and he's like, "It's all right, I'm going to teach you, son." Uh-huh. It's like. You're like the son I never had, Jeffrey. (laughs) I think you're attending secret communist rallies. (laughs) Maybe Mrs. uh, Mrs. Donald Kirsch made them some nice sandwiches as a packed lunch, and they're going to share them. And then they're going to they're going to go camping and make s'mores. Kirsch, love it. So cute. They have the best friendship in X Files. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Apart from Teleco and in, Armani. <laughs> in the intro to X variants of the X Files. I love that that's the same for you guys. I love that those things are the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. That is head like to the nth degree. <laughs> Uh, so yes, as Scully and uh, Sheila run out of the bathroom, because why wouldn't you? Disgusting! Ugh. It was like the grossest scene in this episode. Couldn't. Um, I didn't know that could happen, and if that can happen, which I'm not entirely sure of, I don't. Yeah, it I, should like, be able to happen. No, it's, I mean, because drains, if they get clogged up, or s- oh, the water just, can back all the way up out of like, any of the drainage. That's terrible. Like, why do drains, we live in yeah. this world? Like, let's go to space. Let's get out of here. We can't. <laughs> we can't stay here. It's not safe. That's not safe, guys. Uh, so <laughs> you get Daryl fighting outside. I'll teach you to mess with my woman. It's, 
He's swinging his crutches around again. I also love when he, like, he says, um, Cindy took my legs. She said I have to crawl back to her. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cindy. Uh, Daryl falls against a chair, and then the electricity fails. It doesn't just fail. It, like, shorts or yeah, everything. Everything shorts out, so later on in the episode, I don't know how the power comes back. Um, generator. <laughs> Convenient generator. Pl- uh, Plot-connected generator. Correct. <laughs> Amani. Yeah, well, you. I guess you're supposed to think some... Because my note was, does he control power as yes. well? Like, electricity as well? Like, He's I a god. Yeah, really. Yeah, he is a god. Uh, so That's not correct. There's only one god, and it's the Christian god. And anyone that says otherwise is a, is a communist Muslim. <laughs> is this, but is this the same guy who said the, about the thing being set in a stone as solid as the one Jesus wrote those commandments on? <laughs> if so, he's not got a very solid uh, grasp of <laughs> theology. Even mm. I know that's completely wrong. <laughs> uh, so... Sheila comes out, she's talking to Holman and confirming that you made all of this happen because of me, the tornado in the high school, the snow at my wedding. Holman says, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Holman says, I can't explain the logic of it. Yes, some strange manifestation of guilt about Daryl's rain, which I still don't get. And Sheila says, even this rain because you love me? And Holman says, yes, because I love you. And then they kiss softly. And then Sheila really lays into him with a kissing. She can't help herself. It's Lovely the most romantic thing. The yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. And yeah, and that's when my note was, does he control electricity as well? I, I didn't understand what happened. No. His yes. heart controls the weather, but his erection controls the electricity. <laughs> <laughs> his erection is the lightning rod. Oh, nice. oh boy! Uh, so yeah, the rain stopped. Everyone's cheering, and applause is going on. And then somewhere over, the rainbow starts playing. And uh, yeah, Cindy runs in with one of Daryl's legs. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And uh, they kiss and make up. There are people randomly kissing on the thing, and I was just like, "Are we supposed to know those people?" <laughs> But I guess it was just people at the reunion. It's all those people that uh, went to high school 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be in that hall 90 minutes later because it's a full orgy. Gross. Uh, Holman and Sheila walk up to Mulder and Scully and, uh, you know, they just... Mulder says, how'd it go? And Holman says, you should try it sometime. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so they're kind of... Mulder and Scully just watch them leave. And then you have the epilogue of, at some point... Oh, it's got to be a little over nine months later. Uh, <laughs> one, one, year, one year later. Does it say one year later? Yes. Ah. I, it doesn't show up on my uh, mm. thing. Nope. On Netflix. <laughs> None of this shows up on Netflix. <laughs> Holman says, I can't even imagine a more beautiful day than today. Have a thirty percent chance of showers tomorrow, which could make all the farm, all of our farmer friends happy. He's just giddy, oh. and uh, somewhere over the rainbow is still playing. And 
we see Sheila with the baby and the weather baby. Oh my god, the little weather baby. Yeah. And yeah, the camera pans out to show the backyard that's supposed to, I guess, look like um, Kansas from The Wizard of Oz. So. And there's a rainbow. And there's a rainbow manifested by a baby that controls yeah. rainbows. Yep. Rainbow that's baby. Rainbow baby. So that was the episode ranking. Mulder versus Scully. Mm. Scully. Scully. <laughs> I think it's Scully purely because A, Mulder says, I think what <laughs> may be the entire run of the. <laughs> yes. Like, it's not just, like, because, like, and if but, he just hadn't said so many dumb things, because, like, I was with him with, like, the, 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 the Daryl fight, that was great, that was awesome, Von Mulder, um, but then he just had to say the dumbest things ever in this app. Yeah. Monster Runway, who's the monster in this episode? Victoria Jackson. <laughs> yeah, it could be Victoria Jackson, I'd be okay yeah. with All right. that. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, is Victoria Jackson? I, I, Victoria Jackson is definitely a monster. Definitely. Okay. All right. Scariness of Victoria Jackson. <laughs> Full out monster terrifying. Creativity? Meh. No, she just kind creative. of, like, quotes Breitbart and, like, limb back. Yeah. <laughs> um. And sex appeal of Victoria Jackson. I'll tell you what, I'll do a simple one where she said uh, that homo- the word homophobic was a cute liberal buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Whoa. Okay, and we don't have a lot of feedback, but we have a couple pieces. Uh, Claire, do you have any of them? I believe I do, Tammy. Thank you for asking. No problem. Uh, I'm not stalling at all. Just one moment. I have one from Heidi. I'm just hoping it Hey guys, Sheila needs to get rid of this Yahoo! Oh, looks like that's what she's doing. Mulder, you are so busted. Scully is not happy about this Rain Man case. It's a crime to control the weather? He actually has a rain dance? How cute! Yikes! Kill through the ceiling. That hotel is in a very hazardous location. <laughs> Sheila is Elsa. <笑>いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。いや。
once, <laughs> once again, Scully is completely dismissive of the idea of a person with weather powers. Doesn't she remember DPO, Lightning Boy? <laughs> <laughs> Sheila's memory montage was amazing. Indeed. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Mulder doesn't get any dates, but at least he doesn't start talking about having weird daddy issues and wanting to be controlled like Scully did on our last one. Looking at you, <laughs> never again. Truth. It's true, but since we've never actually seen him on a date, we don't know what his conversations would be like. Oh, it's definitely about Sasquatches. <laughs> <laughs> when you dress up in this Sasquatch outfit? <laughs> what do you feel about... No, anyway. I was cracking up when Sheila was kissing Mulder just as Holman and Scully walked in. That part was hysterical. Mulder is totally trying to pull a Marty McFly and getting exactly the same unintended <laughs> results with inadvertently causing Sheila to fall for him. I love it. I was really hoping that Mulder and Scully were going to have to dance near Holman and Sheila to keep, help keep him, keep his nerve and quietly coach him. Oh, that would have been kind of funny too. Yes. <laughs> because I can imagine it. That's Bring him alone, got him and they have to get earpieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Why isn't Daryl in jail for trying to assault a federal agent the first time? Because it's Mulder. Uh, do you really yeah, blame like, him? I mean, come on. Then they, then they have to like let Kirsch know that they were there. Exactly. Ruin his camping trip. They have to interrupt his camping trip. Yeah. And they'll be like, God damn it! I was just gonna fix Oh, I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> it's all right, Donald. It's okay. I understand your job's you, important. I'll, I'll teach you to do fly fishing another time. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Or X-Files listeners clawing at their ears. It was mentioned on Facebook group that Kershaw's name is Alvin, but I have a feeling that from here on out, he's just going to be Donald on this podcast. Yeah. The same way that the smoking man is George. It's just one of those things you're going to have to get used to, I'm afraid. Yes, exactly. It's Alvin Donald, but he goes by Donald. Exactly. We don't know. He's A.D. Kirsch. A.D. Kirsch. Alvin Donald Kirsch. No, we don't know what George's name is apart from he's Suspender. So his name is George Suspender. Until the show will not give a name, which I will not accept anyway. His name is George. Uh, yo, yo, we don't know that he's Spender. We know that Cassandra. Look, his name is George Spender. Deal with it. It's, uh, okay, continues. Maybe one night that switch <laughs> will flick for Mulder and Scully, and they will be more than just friends. Hmm. <sighs> I still don't under- understand, though. How was Daryl Moots so accurate in predicting when Holman would make it rain that he could be the rain king? It wasn't. It was the other way around. Uh, they weren't working together, or was that just so Holman could have someone someone to throw off sp- suspicion just in case. Nope, we discussed it. Okay. okay. I think <laughs> none of those things. Uh, I... <laughs> wrong! <laughs> Your questions are wrong. <laughs> I think my mouth was hanging open dumbfounded for the most of the early part of this episode. On the one hand, it's so bad, but on the other hand, it's so absurd. I found it hilarious. I know Claire really wants a mythology episode, but I have been pleasantly surprised by how funny I, a lot of these have been. And that was kind of sweet. I give it a 7 out of 10 Mulder McFlies playing matchmaker at the (laughs) Under the Sea dance, Daniel. (laughs) Nice. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Hey, you. Lots of George McFly. Alright, got a voicemail here. The screen grab for Netflix was Mulder with uh, Fruit Punch Mouth. I was wondering what was going to (laughs) happen. 
Yeah, he looked like the master from season one of Buffy. I was like, why is why is Mulder have those like red lips? And now we found out why after we watched it, and it was gross. He had to kiss Victoria Jackson. I just wish that Mulder was wrong at least once. He can't be right all the yeah. time. I'm really tired of Scully just fighting him on everything and like why hasn't she given up by now he's always right we'll be saying this forever he's always dragging her t- into situations that sh- she just doesn't agree- you know she doesn't agree with going there because this dude is controlling the weather but mm-hmm. she got roped into it because Mulder's an asshole yep. well that's her life yeah that's, it's sad that's her whole life <laughs> it's so sad Scully you can get out of this it's like an abusive relationship <laughs> get out of and it was funny too at the end when they were trying to talk to Victoria Jackson they were like you have no wait you know like you might have to get with him because he gets upset and the weather turns wonky when you reject him that's no reason to get with somebody (laughs) but she ended up getting with him anyways yeah I like when uh when he was satisfied at the end, the electricity came back on and stuff. The electricity in a building, in a high school building, is, does not count as weather. Why did his uh, power work on that? None of these women have any hopes and dreams. Even Scully, they're just being led around. Maybe Scully just should... Accepting their lot Scully might have just, just as well admit, like, accept defeat and move to this town. Yeah, pretty much. It, was an, it, was, it would have been a sweet story, kind of, but it was ruined by casting. We kind of liked it, but we kind of hated it. This yes. is kind of every episode of the X-Files anyways. Pretty much. Where you like some aspects of it, but then other aspects are just yes. ridiculous. Yes, X-Files gives and X-Files takes away. <laughs> Amazing. Nice. All right, time for ratings. Chris, what is your rating for the ranking? Oh, well, I like it a lot. So I was specifically requested to be on it. It's it's not like a 9 perfection because there's some things a lot and like it's oh Chris <laughs> I can't hear you <laughs> oh I want to still be on for Millennium damn it oh uh, uh, you heard that perfectly yeah. clear I don't <laughs> 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 I got it got it got it got it 8 out of 10 okay nice <laughs> <laughs> we know you enjoyed it. We know this is why you wanted to be on this episode. And Victoria Jackson's and Vic- a jerk. Victoria Jackson. <laughs> there we go. That's all we no. need. <laughs> all right, Claire. Uh, yeah, this was a kooky episode. Um, I still really want some mythology. I know that's crazy, but like, uh, like I don't get why this is so soon after we've had so many wacky episodes in a row. Um, but I did enjoy it. I thought it was very sweet. Um, so I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 terrifying scarecrow mannequins haunting uh, Claire's dreams. Yeah. Brad? Um, yeah, I, Claire, you're wrong. You don't want mythology because when it comes back, it's going to be bad. Like, <laughs> I want good mythology. I do I too. Because with good mythology comes comes the, the hotness of Crycheck and Skinner being badass and mm. Spender and, and our friend Donald. Sure, I'm just I, I'm just worried because I, I feel like we're setting up for a fall, uh, because I feel like we've had so many wacky episodes. I'm afraid that when they come back with mythology, it's gonna be a lot of mythology, and a lot of mythology episodes in a row are much yeah, more dangerous than yeah, a, a lot of fun episodes in a row. 
Um, overall, yeah, this episode was delightful. Uh, Victoria Jackson was, um, so ridiculous. Like, you can make fun of Victoria Jackson all day uh, until we find out she's actually crazy, and then we all need to stop. (laughs) So... Enjoy it, hell, last guys. Uh, let's all just pretend she's a jerk. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a delightful episode. It was kooky and fun. Yeah, there was de- it was definitely creepy that they're forcing uh, um, her to like hook up with this guy. But it's Victoria Jackson, so I can't feel too bad for her. Um, like all the stuff like going on with um, what was his name? Holman. Uh, uh, Daryl? Daryl, Daryl. I love all the Daryl stuff. I love Cindy forever. Um, she's the best. <laughs> I love her, like, stealing his leg. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the world. Um, and I'm terrified by the idea of sinks overflowing with dirt water. Um, so I'm gonna go 8.5 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> Victoria Jackson is a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully not a crazy person. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully just a crazy just, person. Just a crazy person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this episode. It was hilarious. Um, I'm looking back at my scores for this season. They're ridiculously high. I don't know what's going on. I'm, it's really freaking me out. <laughs> Your new uh, favorite show, Tammy. It, you it, love show. It's, yeah, if this were the show from, like, I don't even know. This is insane. This is good stuff. Um... The cow, <laughs> moo, <laughs> like floating up in the sky. <laughs> yeah, the people flying back. I mean, so many things that were just so ridiculous and hilarious. Uh, I I didn't know what I was watching, and then we'll discuss Millennium in a second. But I watched it directly following, and I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on this week? I love it yes. all. So <laughs> I'm gonna give this. Uh, mm-hmm. 8 out of 10 moo cows. So that gives us an 8.13. Oh my goodness. This show is hysterical when it wants to be. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Millennium. Claire? Okay, so this week was dot 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 13 years later. <laughs> uh, as Halloween approaches, a killer stalks members of a production crew as they film a movie based upon Frank's cases. Frank and Emma investigate the murders and try to stop the killer before it's too late. But will they be able to stop the killer in time? Dun dun dun! <laughs> uh, so, kiss? <laughs> An almost I've arbitrary seen, use of kiss. With the director, Lou Carroll. I was like, isn't that a blokey out of kiss? Yeah. Is. Okay. Full yeah. Stanley. Blokey. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Blokey. Paul Stanley Hood. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, Paul cool. Stanley. Yep, got it. Paul Stanley. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I just, no, I'm going to, I'm just going to start confirming the things we hear. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Paul Stanley was, it was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, him and, and that girl and Lewis, Lewis Carroll by the way yes oh. <laughs> Lou Carroll yeah uh, the whole thing with them running like horror movies yeah, I'm not someone who watches horror movies so I really didn't get a lot of the references well some of them were wrong so it's oh, okay, okay. All right. yeah <laughs> some of them were wrong 
Yeah. Jason Voorhees' mother wearing a hockey mask. Well, no, that was no, later. No. Uh, That's double. Yes. <laughs> Confirm, Chris, we heard you. No. <laughs> okay, so um, my favorite thing ever was this guy, Mark, that played Frank yes. Black. Um, and you had Terry, Frank did Black you voice. Think that his Frank Black voice sounded like Dean Winchester's voice. It was very Dean Winchester, but it was, it was also like, very, yeah. like. It was very Frank Black. It was very Frank Black. It, it was, was very Frank Black. It and was I love amazing. I love he started with his he started with his you know costume in the movie, but then he switches to like a straight up Frank Black outfit. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's so good. They must not care about continuity on that film because he changes his voice, takes off his fake beard, and yeah, completely changes his demeanor yeah. and outfit. Oh yeah. Well, they also so the ch- change the leading actors. Trainer, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did. Can I give you an interesting behind-the-scenes fact about the guy who plays the guy who plays Frank Black? Yes, please. In real life, he's married to Megan Gallagher, who was Catherine Black. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Game changer! Whoop! Whoa! What the hell? Oh, that's... I, I'm sorry, I'm, like, trying to recover from that fact. <laughs> so that, that means... That means when she goes home from like you know all the last piece, two seasons when she's gone home from work talking about oh boy he uh, Lance Henriksen said some weird things he's doing that voice. <laughs> you mean this one? <laughs> yes. Maybe like that. That's awesome. Um, when they find the finger in the sandwiches, <sighs> so gross, and everyone's spitting out their sandwiches except Frank. He just keeps chewing yes. his sandwich. <laughs> I really liked the <laughs> fact that um, that when Frank goes into the crime scene, this is the difference between Frank and Mulder. Frank knows that it's fake blood, so puts his finger in it and tastes it because he knows it's fake blood. Because no. he's like, well, it's no, I, not, he shouldn't turn brown. He, he shouldn't have done that, though. No, well, I, it was not okay. No, but he shouldn't have done that. But he knew, but, he knew that it was fake. Blood. Oh yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. Mulder, Mulder won't know what something is and will stick his finger yeah. in it anyway. But That's yeah. the literally can't trust. You literally can't trust anything you see Frank do this episode because it's. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the gun is the gun is a big giveaway on that one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was I was like freaking out about that one for a little while until that got cleared up. Well, and it, yeah. I I love that you have the gun and then Hall is saying you're carrying a gun now and he even looks at it surprised. So it, mm-hmm. it you know so I was kind of like what what happened you know so I, obviously yeah. I didn't get it till the end but. I just love that they put that in there that even like our Frank Black realizes he shouldn't have a gun even though he's in the imagination dream world of this guy. Yeah. I also love that he keeps saying like oh, I've gone crazy three times yes, before. Yes. That was so good. I, I will bring you to justice even if it drives me insane for the third, third time t- in my life. <laughs> I love it. My favorite line randomly because it really made me laugh was where is it? Ruby baby, time to get naked and die. That's yeah. <laughs> also, because it's Ruby. Ruby. Um, Frank watching horror films with Hollis and dissecting everybody and profiling oh, so everyone good. was great. Oh, that's all. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and she's like, any of these scary. I forgive any of the inaccuracies in inaccuracies in the plot of the horror movies as well, considering the inaccuracies in the is the only way I could justify yeah. it. As a viewer, the I, only one the only one that gets right based on one viewing is Kruger. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I do like Hollis like her acting. 
of like watching horror movies is so yeah. weird. Cause like yeah, it was pretty weird. she's playing this, she's playing it like she's really into horror movies, but also really scared of horror movies. Yeah. But like, like really, someone who watches a lot of horror films, I was like, it's like she's never seen one before. She's yeah. like, oh, oh, it's weird. It's, it's so bizarre. Like, my, all right, calm it down. You're at a ten. I need you to go down to about a two. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing, my favorite thing about Hollis is that she teaches the murder case at the academy, but didn't know that Frank was involved. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was crazy because, like, I mean, we knew that, like, you know, going in that this kiss was going to be involved. Yeah. Um, but, like, until, like, you get to that scene where you find out, oh, the crime was, you know, they solved, like, at a kiss concert, you're just seeing, like, Frank have these flashes of kiss, and if you don't know, like, <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. like, what's going on? But also, they turn up throughout the episode. Yeah. Like, but if you didn't know that. Yeah, if you didn't. like, oh, I killed him. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't know what the guys look like without makeup, because you're not, you mm. just don't know yeah. a lot about Kiss. Mm-hmm. You just know them generically through pop culture in general. Like, yeah, you're not going to realize. You can also work out which members of Kiss are better at acting. <laughs> like Gene, Simmons, yes. Gene Simmons has been in stuff. Yeah, in yeah. yeah. Paul Stack is pretty good in this right at the start. And then they throw Ace Frehley and Peter Chris just like away as two cops walking down a corridor. Yep. <laughs> They must be shit. I think one is good cop and the other's nice cop or something like that on IMDb. <laughs> so I was I think, looking... it's, I think it's sick cop. Oh, sick cop! There's. <laughs> I was looking at this on Wikipedia and like apparently one of them like wanted to be in like um a, like a three hundred pound Eddie Murphy fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> he requested to play a three hundred pound black man. Instead, wishing to wear a fat suit like those used in the Eddie Murphy film Nutty Professor, he was eventually convinced that such a suit would take too long to fabricate. <laughs> Dear Lord. Wow. Um, also, at the very beginning, before Kiss starts playing at their concert, those people that are extras at the concert are super creepy looking. Mm. Like, after the shots, after, during the concert... The people look like normal, you know, movie extras where, you know, they're just dressed up in costume. But there are, like, two chicks before the concert starts that are standing behind Frank. I swear their eyebrows aren't even real. I don't know what's going on with their faces, but I I had to pause it. I was like, oh my god, these girls are so creepy. Oh my god. Also, how weird is it that this movie, like, is seemingly, it's not, like, set, like, you know, 13 years ago, uh, but it's still set at a Kiss concert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they're still in business. <laughs> I like that Hollis calls Frank Mr. Black. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... He calls him Frank. I don't know why, I just like that. You and, and he, ca- respect, yeah, and he calls her um, Agent Hollis. He doesn't call her Emma. Mm. So, I don't... I don't know if that's supposed to be very Mulder and Scully. That's my mm. assumption. Yeah. Um, because you would think they've worked together enough at this point that they could be on first name basis. Because other people mm. call Frank Frank. So. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode, though. Yeah. This I, this is really felt like a Darren Morgan episode. It did. Yeah. yeah. I, I really thought it was a Darren Morgan episode. As you may have guessed, my internet's playing up a bit, so I was going to double-check, but I think this is from the writer of The Mikado last year, the serial oh. killer one, so that guy's got some range. 
Wow. The internet serial killer. But um, you might want to check that fact before, you you know, you may have to renounce that wow later. (laughs) (laughs) On wow. First I encountered this, when I started season three of Millennium and I I heard it was meant to be a bit disappointing, I was reading ahead in one of my episode guide things. And like all of the first few episodes were getting like one and a half stars, half a star. And this episode got such a savage write-up that I was really not looking forward to it at all. And of course, it's utterly brilliant. (laughs) But most of the Millennium fans I've encountered... And I, I, I did before kind of speak for all Millennium fans and I shouldn't have done. Most of the ones I've encountered couldn't stand it. And I don't know why. Because it might just be they're not used to Millennium stepping out of itself of being as funny as this. But there you go. Yeah. He did write Mikado and he also <laughs> wrote three episodes we haven't gotten to yet. And Is it wrote... um, someone Perry? Yes. yes. And he also wrote Paranormal Activity 2. <laughs> oh. so. Oh, that's the actually not too bad one. No, no, three is quite good. I, think. I love them all, <laughs> except that one with the kid that was dumb. But I think that was three oh, four, or four. Yeah. And <laughs> what else was I going to say? Oh, and all the all the while, this is a kind of scream knockoff. Like a year after this, yeah. Lance Hendrickson shows mm. up in Scream Three. Nice. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I've not seen it. Uh, so <laughs> You don't need to tell me. I really don't. I'm good. <laughs> uh, so what do we got next week on Millennium? Next week is Skull and Bones. Frank and Emma search for answers when an odd man reveals intricate, in, inter, in, intricate details about victims discovered in a mass grave. Some of the bodies have links with the Malone group. Good stuff. Uh, the promotional tagline says, 42 skulls, one terrifying mystery. The only man no. <laughs> who knows the truth may be the next victim. The picture for it is like this ridiculous <laughs> looking hand. Great. Like It <laughs> looks like something you buy at Party City at like for Halloween. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> It's like it's waving. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm in the ground. Nice to, nice to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that should be interesting. I was expecting 42 skulls, no waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so we look forward to that. Uh, next week on X-Files is the episode State Road 819. Oh, oh. why are you saying State Road oh. 819? In, sorry, in the US, SR is State Road. Sorry. Okay, no, it's just SR 819. Oh, okay, I thought it was S.R. Eight nineteen, but okay. Oh, it is, but it may not mean that in this context. Oh, mm. Scully reigns eight nineteen. It's a graffiti tag. It's like Austin three sixteen. <laughs> Sc- Scully eight nineteen means you just whooped your ass. <laughs> Scully rules eight nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Yeah, SR eight nineteen more is more times than Mulder does. Yeah, Scully, that's right. Mm, true, I agree. Scully does rule for Mulder that many times. That's yeah. That's it's it's, it's a fact. prophecy about how many times she's going to win episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Considering there's only two hundred and two episodes, that's a hell of a winning streak. <laughs> only two hundred two episodes yet. They're making more. Oh, that's a good point. Forever. Yeah, It'll be 208 by the time we're done. 
Woo. Yeah, remember, we're going to get the Teleco <laughs> episode, we're going to get the new Bob the Caretaker episode. Of course. And get all these episodes. And, yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen in the new uh, X-Files. We'll find out, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, so, Chris, where can we find you on the internet? I believe I didn't pimp myself at all last time. Um, the main main going concern at the moment is Joe and Chris do a thing, a podcast I do with Joe where we do things. That's uh, JC do thing at blogspot.com. And uh, the very slow to release uh, The Last Word with Chris and Hilario. A press gang about Stephen Moffat's, uh, a, a podcast about Stephen Moffat's press gang, not a press gang about Stephen Moffat's podcast. Um, that's Last Word Podcast. Dot com two episodes in the can still not released because I'm very crap sorry and I also do Doctor Who the eleventh hour podcast but it's not on the air at the moment so there's kind of no point but ehpodcast.com <laughs> eh if you're up for a, an archive troll nice please it. do an episode on why the hell is Clara going to be in the next season oh, we we've covered that and we have no fucking clue yeah me neither. Because her story's finished more than one. But do you remember that Amy and Rory's story finished at least three times? At they least. Still exactly. around. Just... <laughs> Companions... <laughs> Companions don't need stories, man. They don't need a plot like that. They just hang around until the actor wants to go. Done. Easy. Mm. Yeah, that would be the preference. Uh... <laughs> Alright, so anything more on these two lovely episodes of craziness this week? Oh, I have something unrelated. Um... Which is that for the Tev Daredevil hits Netflix, yay! <laughs> yay! And we'll be covering it in on the Defenders podcast. And I'm so excited! I get to watch 13 hours of Daredevil in a row, yay! <laughs> and my mate Doc so V, aka Gideon Vendetta, gets that as a birthday present because that's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! Nice. So I just wanted to say that because I'm very, very excited about it. Very exciting. Anything else? I failed to mention how great, like, the guy who plays the has been British actor is in um, Millennium, the kind of Donald Pleasance alike. Yes. He's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, he's cool. All and right. Okay. Awesome. Uh, well, then we are out of here. See you, bye. <laughs> All of our episodes are available to download or stream at our website, introtox.com, or via iTunes and Downcast. You can email us at mail at introtox.com. Please put the episode title in the subject line and keep voice messages under two minutes or else. Join our spoiler-free Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash introtox. You can find me on Twitter at Tammy Yip or at yippodcast.com, I'llwatchthatmovie.com, and dvmpe.com. Search for Walking Dead Podcast. I'm on Twitter at B-R-E-D-C-U-P-P-L-E-S and on the Ramjack Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at MayaFire and on Etsy.com at MayaFire prints.